0: Welcome to Do It For The Gram, an Enneagram podcast with your host, Certified Enneagram coach Milton Stewart. What we do for the Enneagram, not Instagram, we make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. I'm really excited today. This episode is about Enneagram outer work tips. Okay, we're going to dive into that and the importance of it for sure. Let's go intro music. Finding help for your mental and emotional struggles can be challenging with so many barriers like cost and even feeling safe looking for a counselor can be tricky. So I know it's hard. And, you know, the worst part is you really don't have the time or mental space to be trying to figure out how to find a counselor when you're having personal struggles. So thanks to BetterHelp, they are built on making counseling accessible, affordable, convenient so that anyone who's having struggles in their life can actually get the help they need at any time and anywhere, which is so important, especially now. All the professionals are licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited. And what I love so much about them is that they have a diverse group of counselors with a broad and various amounts of different backgrounds to help all their different clients. If you need some help, try BetterHelp. You can get a 10% off discount from your first month when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash D-O-I-T. All right. Outer work tips. This is very important. So outer work tips. What in the world is outer work first and foremost? So outer work is simply exploring the external community and working to cultivate places and spaces that honor the humanity of all people, okay? So that's going outside of self and actually doing things that are very important to making sure we honor the humanity in others and ourselves and making sure that the external environment, the communities that we're in actually reflect that, okay? So these things are very important. Now, this is important because a lot of, I would say, some traditional ways of life self care, working on yourself, self-help books, all these type of things. Uh, Prior to, I would say, honestly, 2020, it was more really focused on just inner work or just working on yourself, Um, just making sure you have what you need so that you're okay and you can do what you need and all these type of things. But it was missing a very, very, very important component, which is the outer work, which is the reason why we are working to make sure that we are better and healthy is so that we can also improve the things and the people and the communities around us. It's not just for us, it's selfish and it becomes egocentric again, right? And so that defeats the purpose, especially if the tool for self-help, self-development, self-awareness is the Enneagram, right? It defeats the purpose if you're going to go right back into ego structure, okay? So outer work is very, very crucial and very important, but we have to make sure there's one thing, you want to make sure when you're engaging in outer work that you're actually making sure you're doing your inner work as well. Okay, This is super important because if we're not doing our inner work along with the outer work, the outer work will soon become very, like I just said before, egocentric. It'll get centered around your ego. And what'll happen is that the ego is so incredibly, I would say, um, resilient to a point, or um, it is so, I guess, aggressive to stay alive. It's almost like a not in a bad way, but in the way that a virus wants to survive, it will find a way to survive. And I hate to say that this time that I'm talking with this virus going around, but it is similar to that in a way that it will find a way to maneuver its way to work its way there if we're not constantly doing our inner work while we do outer work. And I'll give you a real short example of how I ended up, I was really stressed out in college and I was doing some outer work. I was elected in the social club I was in to be the... um community service director. And I was like, oh yeah, we're finna get it. I'm finna have plans on plans, ideas. We're finna do this. We're finna go here. We finna help these people. All these different ideas. You know, as a seven, I definitely had them, no doubt about it. And so while I'm creating these ideas and having these plans, I seem to have a hard time getting people to come. And it was crazy because to me, I was like, everyone should be doing this. These are things to help people. We say we're supposed to be about helping people, but no one's showing up. Granted we're in college, right? Um, so I had things at lunchtime, had things after school, all these different things. And I just remember being so frustrated because I could not get the amount of people because our, our club, our social club was probably about, I don't know, 50, 60 people. And I would host an event or have an event going somewhere like a nursing home or like, you know, a, a children's place or something like that. And at max, I'd have like maybe 10, 12 people and half of them weren't even from the club. You know, so it really was frustrating. And I just remember being so mad and so frustrated. And I just kept thinking and thinking about how they were wrong and how all these things. And what I realized is that my focus was totally wrong. And it had got to the point where it was all about how I felt about them supposedly supposing to be there. Like, I made the idea, you're supposed to do this. You said you were about this. So you should be here, right? It really turned. And it was so tricky because I'm out here trying to do something good, right? But it had become about my ego real quick, fast, and in a hurry without me noticing. I had got frustrated because my idea, the thing that I, I presented, that I said that was gonna be great, that we could serve these people and all these things that I had presented and it was like, yeah. It, had, it had all of a sudden become about I and me. I kept saying I, and I was like, I came up with this and I created this and I did this. And that's my ego, just fueling the whole fire. It's like, yeah, them folks don't know no better. All your ego, it's your ideas. Your ideas are great. Your things are doing, you're supposed to be doing this. But it was all wrapped into making it seem completely like everyone else was just in the wrong, as if I knew exactly what they were going through um, or maybe what was happening. And maybe my marketing wasn't the best. Maybe my attitude wasn't the best. I mean, who would want to come if... I get frustrated to a point where now I'm making you, I'm tight and I'm on the lower side of the one. And I'm saying, you're supposed to be doing this. You should do this. Who wants to come to that, right? Because I wasn't right inside. It was becoming more about my ego than the actual thing we were doing. So this is very important for people to understand the out-of-work portion. So I'm going to give out-of-work tips for each type, uh, something that they can do. is really simple. Uh, something they can do to kind of help their outer work as long as you make sure you're doing your inner work at the same time, okay? Very important. So first things first, type one. One thing you can do, a really quick tip, is bring tenacious levity to whatever you're doing. Here's the best part about it. You naturally have the details down. <laughs> you're naturally going to be a little bit focused. You naturally have a to-do list, a task list that is forever long and will never end, supposedly, Right? And so if you bring into the outer work that you do, this um, tenacious levity, it is going to be amazing because people will have a good time. You will have a good time, but you will also get things done. And you will also help areas, situations, and communities if you bring tenacious levity with your personality. So it's this beautiful balance of being able to say, okay, this is what we need to work on. And I'm going to bring some levity, a little bit of lightness, and a little bit of laughs, but it's also going to be serious because we need to really look at it. And so I think when ones are able to bring tenacious levity into the outer work that they do, it really makes like a really strong unit of people focused, but also understanding the seriousness of it, but also being able to relax into doing it without feeling like there's a a, a vice grip on making sure that they do it because if they don't, then they're quote unquote wrong. All right. For the type two, bring all of you. One of the things that you can do for your outer work for twos is to, to bring all of you many people may not understand the two very well because a lot of people teach it too simplistically. But twos don't bring all of themselves a lot of times because sometimes they bring the parts of them they think that other people are going to want or the part of them that will befriend people there. And or they just don't bring all of themselves because they're more personal to themselves. So they're just kind of being there, just being, you know, around, maybe helping if they want, if they can. They're not always just a helper. Sometimes it's sometimes they don't want to help, right? It's the personality like, should we help? I don't know. Um, So it just depends on the subtype of the two, but bring all of you, okay? So really bring who you are and not just part of you, not just the parts that they want to see, but really bring all of you because there's so much complexity and dynamicism inside of a two that they have to be able to really engage in outer work that's really helpful, but not just really helpful, but I would say that's really authentic and it brings more creativity and it really brings their ability to create ambiance, I would say, of true warmth and care and not just the faux version that can happen with twos where it's just like, I'm just here just to help. It's like, no, I'm here to be here. You know, I'm here because I have a place here. I'm here because I'm wanted here, you know, and when you do that, there's so many more qualities than, quote unquote, helping and being nice and friendly that twos bring. They bring a strong wheel. That is one thing they definitely bring, a strong vision, right? And they bring strong boundaries and be, can be very protective in places that they need to be protective. These are communities, right? Out of work. All right, the next thing for threes, bring heartfelt strategies. This is huge, especially when you're talking about out of work tips because threes know how to move, do, get things done, right? that That's not a problem, but a lot of times the strategy misses the hard part. And when you miss the heart of something, you miss the ability to connect to the people. And so though the strategy may be great, though it may be shiny, though it may work, if it's missing the heartfelt piece of it for the three, it's not going to really resonate and really connect the people. And so the thing is, with the strategy for the three, the um, outer work tip is bring a heartfelt strategy. So make sure you bring into the way that you're strategizing Actually, the hearts to connect to the people, not just to bring them there, not just to have them be excited, just to be all this and like, wow, this is really nice and this is great. No, bring a heart for one when people are connected and you are connected into this strategy because it's going to take everything to a deeper level. And it's not going when you're presenting and when you're like working within out of work um, environments, you're, you're not just going to bring on that external version of where you're managing your image, but you're going to bring more of yourself, more of your real self. That's going to be very important, very connected. And you're going to provide way more than just what people, what you think people want to see to make it look successful. All right. Type four, bring optimistic passion. One of the things that the fours have, they're, they're able to connect to their passion, um, what they're passionate about. Now it may change, but being passionate about something is like a big deal. Like, is it significant? And the thing about fours, a lot of times we understand that melancholy is a thing that fours definitely can have, even a self-prayers for, Um, even though that may not be where they resonate usually, they still have it there. But bring optimistic passion, okay? So that passion that you automatically have in your life that says, like, if I'm going to do something, it needs to be significant, it needs to be real, it needs to be authentic, I don't want to do a fake anything, I don't want to, like, waste my time doing this. So bring that significantness that you want in life, in yourself, bring it to what you're doing in an optimistic way in the communities, and the out outer work, the way that you're serving and working with people. It is going to transform and shift people because you naturally bring your heart into what you're doing. And so that naturally brings a connection. And so now when you can bring in the optimistic side, it really balances out a lot of times maybe the strong force of sometimes the four ego structure to find all the things that are wrong or the things that are uh, more melancholy-esque or sad or things that needs to be pointed out or complained about, <laughs> um, bringing that balances the four out. So it's like, yeah, I can call those things out, but I also can bring this energy that allows us to actually make a difference and not just to complain and talk about these things, but we're actually going to make a difference and we're going to be passionate about it. And it's going to be a significant change that we're actually going to make. Big deal, really, really big deal for our type fours. Finding help for your mental and emotional struggles can be challenging with so many barriers like cost and even feeling safe looking for a counselor can be tricky. So I know it's hard. And you know, the worst part is you really don't have the time or mental space to be trying to figure out how to find a counselor when you're having personal struggles. So thanks to BetterHelp, they are built on making counseling accessible, affordable, convenient so that anyone who's having struggles in their life can actually get the help they need at any time and anywhere, which is so important, especially now. All the professionals are licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited. And what I love so much about them is that they have a diverse group of counselors with a broad and various amounts of different backgrounds to help all their different clients. If you need some help, try BetterHelp. You can get a 10% off discount from your first month when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash D-O-I-T. For the type five outer work tip, bring collaborative action. Okay. Type fives, as we know, they're really good at being able to think independently, to go deep to study things, to research things, to pull things apart and really figure them out, which is great. But in outer work, it's more than just being alone doing these things, right? How can you bring collaborative action to the deep thoughts, the knowledge, the information, the competency that you have? And one of the things for the five is to be able to really share that knowledge. And when it comes to outer work, which is absolutely great, really share the knowledge that you have. You don't have to be a 110% expert to even communicate on it. I always say this when I speak um, in different workshops, a lot of times fives know 90% more than most people on specific topics, but they still don't necessarily share that information because they may not feel competent enough. In these spaces and outer work areas, it's a space to be able to share that, right? That 90% that you do know because they probably need it, right? And on top of that, Collaborative action, fives naturally have a great way of being able to framework things so that they make sense and that other people can follow and understand them. So collaborative action, working with other people, with the ideas, the research, the knowledge, the competency, uh, the ability to have a framework with other people does magical things inside of groups when you're doing outer work. So I definitely encourage fives to do collaborative action, bring that collaborative action into when you're doing your outer work, okay? Type six, bring courageous curiosity. This is very important. So one of the things is we know that sixes definitely have a curiosity bone uh, deep within them. You know, it's always questioning. There's a part of them that's questioning and sometimes doubting. But the thing about it is for the six, we really need is that courageous curiosity. Some of the curiosity sometimes is just from the ego structure trying to feel safe. And so sometimes they can butt heads against maybe what is happening or going on and it can possibly derail things because it's not focused necessarily on how can we actually look at these other scenarios and move forward. Sometimes the ego doesn't do that for the six and it does lend itself to an area that's a little bit more um, pessimistic without necessarily an action or something to look at or to really work on To work with it. So bringing courageous curiosity is bringing in a great question of like, yes, I hear what you're saying, but how in the world is that really going to work? And what elements do we need to add to make it work? So the courageous part is really, how can we do something that is so strong, so out there, so amazing, so different, so unique that this idea, this way that we want to go about doing things actually will work? Like, how can we do that? but in a positive light, So it's flipping it into a positive light and a positive action and not just throwing the question out there and making people look around like, I don't know, I didn't think about that. But courageously asking a question that allows people to move towards, okay, if we are going to do something that is courageous, that is different, that is big, that is challenging, that is risky, okay, how can we actually make it happen though? What, do, what steps do we need to take to make it happen? So courageously sharing that is very important. Okay, and also be having the confidence to do it because that's the other part that is about the courageousness of it because sixes have this in them. You know, you just have to kind of pull it out, the ability to be as courageous with the ideas and with the things that they thought through, right? Being able to put it out there sometimes. So being able to do that is really huge um, and really important for type sixes because they have more, they have really good ideas or multiple ideas and solutions to things that they, always, that they don't always share because they may feel a certain way on the inside or not feel confident about it or thought why, why it may not work. So that courageous curiosity allows them to put it out there, right? You know, what if we did that? You know, what if we did this? Courageously putting it out there because when you put it out there, you have more people who may be able to actually help make that idea, that scenario, um, that great thing actually work, Right? Type sevens. For type sevens, outer work tip is to bring consistency. One of the things with the sevens, as a lot of sevens know, is that they can be all over the place. They can be, and I know this from personal experience, they can be in 30 different things that they're doing, right? It's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm all this. Like, So the resume is full, but A lot of the stuff may be shallow deep, like it's barely going deep. Like you were at a couple of meetings, you had a couple of meetings over here, you came late to this one because you were leaving that one, you know, trying to move all these things, but you didn't really go deep. So you really didn't commit fully. Um, You showed up, you know, and maybe maybe even made people laugh and talked about and said something, you know, really funny and cool or deep. But were you consistently there at that one place that you were doing out of work, to really show up and to go and work through the minutiae of things, the things that are small, the details, the things that aren't so fun, that aren't so comfortable, that don't move so fast, that are a little boring, right? So bringing consistency really allows for whatever the outer work that that seven is doing to really fully move forward and really gain, gain traction and really start to make some shifts and changes, not just a flash in the pan. And it's like, oh, they did that, right? It's kind of like, Almost if you did a protest or you were boycotting something and The Seven was on the news and they were talking and it was eloquent, and it was beautiful and people were like, yeah, I'm energized, right? And that's all great, but you actually need after that, the action to make sure whatever that they were talking about follows through and actually happens. You know, because it's great to, to to create awareness about certain issues and things we need to fix, but having the consistency to stay behind it until it is complete or to there is shift and change is what sevens have to work on bringing into the outer work that they do so they can create real, true change. Because change is not fast. Change is slow. And so that can be difficult for sevens, but bring that consistency, sevens, and it's going to do a lot for you and you're going to really see the shifts and it's really going to challenge you to grow right? Type eight, bring vulnerability. And I know this was uh, some type eights probably was like, that man crazy. He don't know what he's talking about and the vulnerability with us. So when I say bring vulnerability, I don't mean all of the vulnerability because it's out of work as well. But the beauty is eights have such a powerful way of communicating and orienting the world, walking, their energy is so powerful. If they can just allow one layer of vulnerability when they are speaking, when they're doing something, working in groups and out of work, it does like, it magnifies (laughs) the amount of people who are able to go deep or who feel them. Because you feel eights, you know, like you feel their energy. They're one of the types where like, You don't have to do a whole lot of work internally to be like, "Oh, I feel their energy." Like it's it's a natural presence that they bring. And so, when eights are able to at least peel back one layer of vulnerability, and when they speak or when they share in groups, when they work, it does amazing things—absolutely incredible things—for that whole group or whatever organization that they're working in. So, whatever it is, it's actually it's absolutely incredible when eights are able to peel back just a little bit of a layer of vulnerability and be able to share that because. They can be, Aids can be transparent, which is easy, but the vulnerability piece, how it may have uh, impacted them or someone really, really close to them that they care about, that's a whole nother level of communicating. When you do that, people feel it. And not only do people feel it, people are able to go there as well within themselves because now the Aids have created a, a space that is very safe because they're holding the space in a very strong and loving way. All right, beautiful thing, Aids, bring a little vulnerability. Bring just a little bit, you know, to the group. Type nine, bring action. Right. This is very important. Bring action. So for the type nine, one of the things that we know is, you know, there's a lot of things in the ego structure of the nine. that makes it hard for them to capitalize and to move into action on things that are priorities to them to a certain degree. Right. They're, you know, the things that they really want to do. Um, And so what it is when it comes to outer work, it is really prioritizing bringing action to it, not just awareness, because nines naturally know how to communicate from the head space and from the heart space when it comes to certain issues that they really, really care about on the outer work tip. So what it comes next to is actually bringing action to it. What's the action you're going to take on top of it, right? It may be sharing something, maybe doing something, but what actions can you do that will actually facilitate real change? Okay. That will contribute to creating some change, some difference uh, going forward. Okay. So that's a that's a challenge there because nines are when they're fired up about something, they will get to it, but it's going to be able to bring that action every time that they know inside they're fired up about something. Okay. Which is not necessarily easy all the time for nines, okay? Sometimes it can, if the fire is there, they can do it, they're rolling. But sometimes the inertia, they're just like, you know what? It's really hard. Like, I do want to do that. But right now, everything inside of me does not want to really move to do it. And so for type nines, the outer work tip is to bring that action, you know, not just to be a part of certain organizations, because nines will join great organizations, nonprofits, um, uh, volunteer organizations, and and do great things um, and be with them. But I don't want you to get lost in the shuffle and just, hey, I'm just here. I want the action you take to be significant, to make a difference, to actually make a true impact, right? To where you made the action and, you know, to a certain degree, people kind of know you made the action. People know you're a part of the group because you're consistent in making action. Like you have the heart, you have the mind, but now you actually make action. So they're like, oh, wow, this person. Yeah, I can really trust them with X, Y, Z or whatever we're doing next. So I just wanted to share that. Some outer work tips for Enneagram types. Um, and remember, the most important part is that you're actually still doing your own inner work. It is not a, a sequential process where you do one at a time. We all know life is here and you can't do necessarily like, I do this step first and then I do that step and that's how I get there. Life is this weird combination of stuff that we have to be working on things simultaneously. Okay, So making sure that you really take the time to do your inner work because one of the most difficult and I guess annoying for me and painful things at the same time for me to see is someone who's only doing outer work and no inner work because all the things they're doing is purely basically (laughs) becoming egocentric. Even if they are spitting facts out there about why this system is wrong, why these people are doing this wrong, why this group is blah, 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 all the type of stuff, great. But when they're not doing their own inner work, you see it start to come from an egocentric, prideful place and not a humble place that does want to make a difference, that does have fire about changing and making a difference. But the lens is, is skewed because now it's coming from the ego. And so our inner work helps to make sure our ego structure um, we're we're constantly putting in a check to make sure, like, oh, maybe make sure my ego is not directing this whole thing, <laughs> but I am, you know, make sure my ego is not directing this whole thing, but the essence of who I am and the essence of wanting to honor the essence, aka the humanity, also of other people, is what's driving me, not necessarily purely my ego structure. Okay, so oh, and by ego structure, let me let me add this too, because when we use our enneagram type, it's our identity. It's when it becomes a trap. It's a gift. It's a gift in the work that we naturally do and we can do in our communities and out of work and inner work. It is a gift. But when we don't use it as a gift and we treat it as an identity, as our idealization of who we are, that's when we get into the trap of um, dualistic living and ego structure trapping, okay? So definitely want to share that. I'm super excited to have shared this and I'm super excited to be back in the booth sharing this. A lot of things are coming up for for the podcast and for Kaizen careers, as I am rebuilding, retooling uh, different things, so that I can be more prepared going into 2022. One quick reminder: the KSEP program, Kaizen Complete Enneagram program, it's a certification program for an enneagram. is coming up January. Okay, it is coming up in January. The cohort number three. I'm excited. I'm super excited about um, these wonderful individuals I have in there right now. They're absolutely awesome people. And the next cohort, I'm only taking 16 people So uh, if you're interested, there'll be a link in the show notes. Please click it. Email me if you have questions and look at the landing page. And then from there, if you sign up, we're going to have a great time. Go in deeply. And it's community-based Enneagram work, which is the best way to do Enneagram work, to be honest with you. So that's all I have today. So if you're out there doing outer work and you feel your ego is tripped or your ego is starting to take over, take a deep breath. And make a better choice and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.